my name is Chris Saluda. Uh, I'm a student at Hunter College, um, studying sociology and then biology. And I'm hoping to get my master's in public health in the next couple of years after I graduate. Pretty much what I've been doing is I wanted to kind of like create a platform that kind of like shows different expressions as well as like different forms of sexuality. Specifically, I wanted to ask like Black millennial age women, their sexuality journeys, but then I also kind of wanted to see what inspires them and mm -hmm. what they've noticed in like media in comparison to like- Their real life experience. Yeah, yeah. That sounds super cool. Yeah, I could definitely um, speak to that. The first question is, um, do you express your sexuality differently online and offline? So I think online, I don't really express my sexuality at all. I'm, I've never really been much of a social media person. I don't have Facebook. I don't have Twitter. Or I said deactivated my Facebook and I don't, I've never had Twitter. My Instagram, like my sister made for me and my Snapchat, like a friend made for me. And so I don't even post on Snapchat. And honestly, my Instagram, I hadn't been using for a three year period. But then I, when I started posting poetry and social justice topics, mm -hmm. like social media was very useful. But even with those, because like my whole purpose with my social media is to talk about social justice topics, I don't really like talk about like um, my sexuality at all. I don't post about it. I don't really, when I'm talking to someone that I'm interested in, I'm very like private and very like personal or through like certain memes, maybe I'll send someone a DM, like a friend or something see how I feel as a black woman when it comes to sexuality. So definitely different than in real life. In real life, I'm very direct, I want to say, where I'm interested in someone and figuring out like where we are, like if we express ourselves the same way and if our um, interests kind of line up. So yeah, very different. Because like with me, it's kind of like, it depends on the situation the other person's comfortable talking about sexuality or not or mm -hmm. just sexual expression as a whole just the concept of sexual expression or just even sexuality is really complex because some people might be more sexual online and then there's some who are a lot more who are like you where they express it more offline versus online yeah. um yeah um but some people if it's like more of a religious person then I'm probably going to be like not really talking about sexuality because I feel like it's still in some spaces more taboo like a more yeah. taboo topic definitely uh, with you there like coming from a like Christian background but mm -hmm. it's, there's certain people I just don't really talk to about that stuff at all yeah um like do you personally like have a sexuality icon I do have some people who I look up to yeah like, I like, yeah, I want to be just like you when it comes to the way that I express myself, who, like, are completely different. But I think the commonality between the people who I do hold as icons, there is so much freedom and liberation in being able to choose. And these people embody that choice. That, that, yeah. that I guess that there's room to choose. Um, but I say my top person, I look up to her for a lot of things, not just sexuality, is definitely Nicki Minaj just because of how fearless she is and how expressive she is and just how 
being that hip hop and rap culture, yeah. that's the trend for almost everything when it comes to pop culture and clothing and um, lingo even, uh, has used rap and art to express her sexuality in such uh, a bold and direct way that's kind of made me become, I guess, less hesitant in expressing myself and expressing my needs and like having a standard when it comes to the way that I express my sexuality and my standards, like in general, I guess, when it comes to relationships. So yeah, that's a Nikki. Yeah, because like when you said that, it kind of it kind of made me think of the connection between poetry and rap. Mm-hmm. But then I also noticed that you said that you don't really talk about it in your poetry. No, not at all. I mean, like. There is poetry that I feel like that I've written, like, personal pieces that touch on it. Yeah. But, you know, like, when you put, like, for me, when I put certain things in poetry, there's a way that it's, like, so wrapped up in the language that it takes, like, really sitting down and breaking it down to understand, oh, whoa, like, she's talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. I've even had, like, a lot of songs I listen to, and I'm, like, I didn't realize it's about sexuality until, like, a little later on, like, um there's a Nora Jones song called I think um I don't want to come or something like that or something I forgot what it's called or I no, it's I don't know why I didn't come or something like that but she she spells come as in c-o-m-e instead of c-u-m I remember singing that song like around my parents house and I didn't think about it until like recently and I was like wait a minute she's talking about not (laughs) orgasm Like, in general, I think I'm a mm-hmm. really private person. Mm-hmm. But I think if I'm with the, like, right person, right people, or someone who's a friend, I'd have no issue talking about anything like that. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, it's like, it's like I wouldn't go out of my way to talk about it, but if I'm asked it, okay. Yeah, you have to kind of gauge the person to kind of figure out, okay, is that, like, the right person? Yeah, yeah. like, is there room to talk about this? Would you say that um, Nicki Minaj is also your black sexuality icon? Do you Would you say that it's kind of like, because some people feel like it's a different thing and then some people feel like it's the same thing. I can understand why some people feel like it's a different thing. But for me, uh, I'd say she's the, it's the same. I feel like I didn't default to white. Like if yeah. I defaulted to someone who was like a white icon, then maybe, but like I, I, my default was someone who was white. So I'd say it's definitely still like, Nicki Minaj and at some times I'd say Rihanna because I think for me it's not someone who encourages me but it's more like I'm so like this and you've just expressed it so perfectly yeah, like I- it makes me want to embrace more of me more there's other artists of course where you listen like icons I guess like, like I guess yeah artists where I listen to and it's like oh that's like so beautiful and I, you experienced that but I can never that's just not me and it's not in a bad way or a spiteful way it's just not me and I feel like there are times where I listen to Brianna this one song needed me yes, yes and it's like yes. then that's all I did I was a savage <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I just love it because she's just so honest and so straightforward like I never needed you you needed me baby and I feel like <laughs> a lot of it that's where I find myself feel like my sexuality because my yeah. sexuality dependent on a person it's just like dependent on me and where i'm at so yeah I, yeah i think both of them yeah because in the moment sometimes you could be like more sexually attracted to someone in like a specific moment it just be random and it's just like what um you're going to feel like every day so you can't constantly feel like hey i want 
to sleep with this person or jump their bones or like I want to like kiss them you don't constantly feel that but yeah you feel it sometimes yeah that's that's literally like it's not like a I feel like with the right I'm more of a demisexual so I say right person just specifically like in in a way that's applicable to me Mm -hmm. but but when I'm with the right person it's um the precedent for me being sexually attracted to someone is an emotional connection I can't really go completely based off of how somebody looks because I'm like somebody can look pretty or nice and but I'm like yeah. <laughs> but um like you said you were talking earlier about being like demisexual did uh when did you specifically kind of see your sexual identity reflected in media and like what did you think about it i don't feel like i saw it or i don't think there was ever a moment where i went oh wait this person is just like me mm-hmm. i feel like it's kind of like the default for women mm-hmm uh i feel like when when men aren't the type to like sleep with anyone who they find attractive oh of course you're not gonna sleep with someone that you don't know that's the like like there's someone that you don't really like um unless you're you know you fall in this blank category or this box of yeah unless you're that type of girl so i feel like growing up that was the, the whole sense behind it but on media but in real life none of my friends were really like that I feel that a lot of my friends were did want to be sexually liberated or didn't mind like engaging sexually you know with um and it didn't just have to be sex and there is no like hey we're attracted to each other like we connect with each other it might just be like you're sexually attracted to them yeah so I feel oftentimes media there's a standard for women that made men believe and a lot of girls believe, oh, yeah, like, I wouldn't sleep with anyone else. I really like them. And it was like a hush-hush thing. And I feel like I literally could not build any, I couldn't have any sexual tension or any sexual build. It was extremely hard for me unless I really connected with someone. Yeah. Um, so I guess in a way it saved me a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was like, I was like high key confused for, for a minute. Yeah, I had like something similar sometimes because people would ask me like, do you think he's cute or are you attracted to him or like just like a random like moments where you're kind of like hanging out around friends and they ask that question and you're like I don't know I don't know him that's like that's literally what <laughs> with me too it'd be the exact same answer mm. I don't know him it's like but like like he's really cute he plays this and he does that and I'm like I still don't like it was never about that service stuff like mm-hmm. You know, I really just needed to hear you talk and I need to, like, hear little bits of your soul. Mm-hmm. It sounds so cheesy. Like, I just need to know you a little better. Um, if I don't know anything about you, I don't know anything about you. I really, really just can't connect with you. So Yeah, or at least, like, kind of, like, hobbies and, like, morals and stuff happens, like that. values. Yeah. Totally. yeah. But, like, do you feel like... Um, like, so what role does pop culture or white influence over culture kind of play in how you view your Black sexuality? For a lot of my high school, well, most of the time that I was in high school, I was with someone um, from the Latinx community. And mm. so um, there was a culture uh, where women of color, like Black women specifically, were viewed, yeah. were seen as hypersexual. Mm-hmm. 
um, and fetishized. And so a lot of um, my part, like at my partner at the time, a lot of the people around them didn't understand why they were with someone black. And the only justification that they could really think of was because she had to be hypersexual. And like, we weren't having any, um, we didn't have any sexual intercourse. Mm -hmm. So at the time, none of, of their family or friends believed that. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself that I think that was the very first time where I was like, oh, wait, like, it's not just like white people who view black people differently, like other minorities view black people differently, too. I wasn't really around any white people. I went to a majority black and Latinx school. Mm -hmm. so there was like maybe a, a handful of white kids. I didn't I just saw on TV like this mm -hmm. is what white people think. And then I think at that time in my youth it was like oh not just white like white culture also permeates into other other minorities that are or i said other oppressed groups who are trying to approximate themselves to whiteness yeah so i think that's the way that um i don't even want to say white culture but white supremacist culture mm -hmm. kind of impacted um, my life because it didn't necessarily Need to come directly from someone white because it was like systematically ingrained in the mm -hmm. way that we um, projected or portrayed black women. So, yeah, it was like it was a, definitely a big culture shock for me, mm -hmm. uh, and I it was definitely a, a period of confusion where I just didn't understand like why did like what did people do or why was it hard to believe, you know? Yeah, because I know like there's this um, kind of there's this book. It's called Black Sexualities. Yeah. Um, it's by, I think something Barnes and then also like a few other people, but it also like talks about the history of the sexualization of black people and, and also like the sterilization of black people as well as like poor white people in the, I think the twenties or something, but yeah. it kind of does like explain kind of why, but then I also find it interesting to kind of look at how certain depictions just like historically of black people have kind of changed and also some, in some ways also become more sexualized is overtly sexual uh, you know i think the the biggest struggle that pop culture has with illustrating these things mm -hmm. and striving for inclusivity is really it has a lot to do with who's like who's in these director roles yeah and these writing roles who is behind the camera filming, who is casting the angles, mm -hmm. who is producing. I I truly believe that the reason why these portrayers are so, um, I guess, um, incorrect, yeah. I want to say, like, that they're just, like, and they're, like, inappropriately incorrect. A lot of these portrayals has to do with white people wanting to be inclusive without actually being inclusive because it's not enough to say I want to be inclusive and I'm going to write a story about black people and I'm going to cast black people you need to have black writers creating yeah. these stories um, because it's the only people who know um, sorry enough about like black experiences are black people you know mm. even researchers um, a lot of these, these um, the reasons why these shows aren't portrayed as correctly is because there's not so much research done um, by black people. Um, they have white people who kind of analyze 
um, black experience. And so I feel like that that's that's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. And thank you for participating. Uh, yeah.